0: Hi, I'm Danielle. And I'm Ty. Together, we are hosting the NebraskaLand Bank Podcast. We promise, this isn't some boring bank podcast.
1: That's right. We aim to entertain. Listen every other Monday. We'll tackle topics like finance, business, sports, community events, and maybe even a course or two of great food finds.
0: We're always community-minded.
1: Every voice.
0: Every topic.
1: Every time. So turn the volume up, settle in, and let's, let's talk, talk NebraskaLand. Lynn. Hey Danielle, we're up here on the third floor podcast studio. It's a beautiful afternoon outside, and uh, hey, I noticed a little uh, dirt moving around, not too far from from my neighborhood. So, how's your um, how's your homelessness coming?
0: <laughs> my homelessness, um, it's coming slowly, very very slowly. It's mm-hmm. I laugh because I think about let's see, we launched this podcast in about February of. 2021. And I remember one of our first episodes, I was like making a plea to all of our listeners, if they knew of a house that was going to come for sale to please contact me and let me know, because there's just nothing that was on the market at that time. And I never would have dreamt that I would still be homeless. Here we are a year later.
1: I mean, and I and with all caring and regard for somebody who is homeless, I mean, you're not
0: no, exactly homeless. No, no, I'm right? not. I'm very blessed yeah. with a, <laughs> a great house. So thank you for pointing that out. But I never would have imagined that the market, the real estate market, would be so dead.
1: It's a huge issue and that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's let's go right to introductions and let's go back to this topic. So we're, uh, we're blessed today to have a couple of our coworkers with us. So we have um, two of our senior vice presidents. We have Tanya Duncan and Josh Harm. Tanya is our mortgage lending manager here in North Platte and Josh is our business banking manager here in North Platte. So welcome to the studio. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Is this your first? I can't remember. Have either of you been on the external podcast before, or just the internal?
2: This is my second.
3: This is my first time on any of them. (laughs) Oh, so
1: you're Tanya's a a pure rookie, and and (laughs) I'm a newbie. Josh is a veteran. I'm a sophomore. (laughs) Yeah, you're a sophomore. Well, we asked you guys here because you both work with customers all the time related to housing, and this has become a huge issue in North Platte. I mean. I think right now there's about 30 homes on our market, and they say 150 homes is a healthy market. And so, Danielle, I mean, walk us, if you don't mind sharing, walk us through what you're seeing out there and, and what you're going to do about it.
0: Well, for the, it's honestly, it's been longer than a year since we've been searching, which is why I've made a desperate plea on a podcast a year ago. So, it's probably been closer to two, two and a half years that we have been looking. Um, and in that time, there's just wasn't a lot of inventory. Coming up, available when there is a lot of inventory, it it's basically sold already by the time it hits um, the apps, or it's a house that needs a ton of work. So at that time, when we were looking. To purchase, it was like we might find something that we would be interested in, but it would take so much money just to get it to where we would want it to be. And so, um, when we made the decision to build, our kind of our thought process was: if we're going to end up spending this much money anyway to get a house to where it needs to be, we might as well build. Well, <sighs> deep sigh because we're going to end up spending more than what we ever thought that we would to begin with Um, just because prices now of course have soared and everything is very volatile just in conversations with our contractor even they can't guarantee prices because they might get a quote for something on a Friday and it's doubled by Monday so it's an interesting environment to be in and I don't even know as a builder how you approach that and as a somebody who's seeking to purchase a property how you how you never there's just no inventory so what do people do it's a really tough place to be
1: yeah it is a tough place to be i mean and we're seeing this across the board i mean tanya maybe for you to start what are you hearing from our customers i mean what are what, you work with people all the time that are either going to buy that first house or looking to change houses and what are you hearing from them
3: well the biggest thing we're hearing especially from the first time home buyer is there isn't housing available and when there is there's competition in prices. So they'll put a bid in and somebody will up that bid and it just keeps going from there. So you're spending more money than what the seller actually even listed the property for. We've got quite a few customers that have done the pre approval process and are just waiting for something to come available.
1: Yeah. I, you know, that's to me, that's what's hard in our job is that when people buy that first house, I mean, it is like the biggest financial decision or commitment they've ever made. It is a humongous step. And so you get people that have worked themselves to that point, and then they don't have anything to buy. And they just wait, and they wait, or they get desperate. And it's, it's a challenging situation. I mean, Josh, do you want to help us? Let's diagnose first, what's the problem? I mean, why do we have this problem?
2: Yeah, I think if you just simply broke it down to supply and demand economics, it's in real life right now. So supply is low, demand is high, prices are going up, and unless supply increases or demand decreases, you're going to continue to have this problem. So until we can find... An avenue to get a lot more inventory into the market. Uh, I think we're going to continue to have this problem, and that has its own challenges. Um, obviously, whether that's volume, depending on what you know, price a builder wants to come in at, or in your case, Danielle, you need that many people who are going to go through the process that you are now to actually move the needle in terms of inventory, and that's a lot easier said than done. So, you know, to sum it down, I just don't think we have enough inventory. And to compound that problem, the development that we've seen in North Platte we're seeing an influx of people, which is creating an additional um, you know, pressure on the housing we do have.
1: Yeah, what's crazy is I'm convinced that if North Platte would have had open houses or even construction companies that are, were ready-built, our town would have probably grown significantly during the pandemic because of people who are from Colorado and other places who are looking to come to an area, uh, an area like this. Danielle, when you guys made the decision that, that you were gonna focus more on building something than buying something, was it hard to find somebody willing to even consider building for you?
0: Yeah, it is. um, So locally, we probably went to at least half a dozen uh, local contractors. And um, there were maybe a couple that gave us a bid. Most of them wouldn't even bid it because either they're just too busy or they're not interested in the Custom build, or I don't know what they're. Maybe exact. they
1: were worried about you as a customer. No, that could not be. Yet. <laughs> you know, change, That's the most likely. Changing the carpet color or the cabinet color in <laughs> yeah. the 11th hour. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. You.
0: It's been an interesting process to say the least.
1: So here's what I want to do I've got in my head a list of about six to 10 things that could solve this. I'm just going to throw them out there. And then I want you guys just to talk about them. And then after you do, we'll go on to the next one. Okay. So the first one I'm going to throw out is alternative construction. And I mean, barn dominiums, souses, um, shops that have housing quarters in it. So with that, I'm just going to stop. Tell us what you think about it.
3: I feel like that's becoming a trend and has been maybe nationwide, but we're seeing more of that in this area now. Um, So I think Maybe it might be a little less expensive to build something like that than a stick-built home, but I don't know that for sure because supplies are more expensive. But I think we're going to see more of that. And the other thing with that, too, might be where can they put those up? Where can you construct something like that? So in town, can they build something like that? Because we know there aren't very many rural acreages available in this area for people to build on
2: I think you're going to see more of that um, why I don't think that's going to help solve the problem to answer your question is because there's going to be some affluent people that can afford to build what those are going to cost I don't think there's going to be enough of them that will affect supply to then affect the next round of pricing and and down the curve so just like we may see you know three or four houses above five hundred thousand built in a Three or four year period. I think you're probably going to see the equivalent number of dominiums, but that's going to be a lot more than than has been built.
1: How do you feel about finance and those, Tanya? Do we? Do you feel comfortable financing those types of properties?
3: I'm comfortable with it, and we have the ability to do that in house here at the bank. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac right now aren't accepting those types of properties; they're ineligible collateral. So you have to get creative in that financing, but. Again, I think there's a market for that and some people really like those types of options.
1: Okay, I'm going to throw out the next uh, big idea here. Let's talk about zero lot line houses or townhomes. Um again, the difference between a duplex and a townhome is a duplex is usually on one lot, has two living quarters and usually one person owns it and rents out the other or it's used as a as a double rental. A townhome is where you share a common wall. So with that, let's talk about townhomes.
2: I'll go first. I have personal experience with those. I think that is a hugely untapped market in North Platte. Um, Whether you wanted to build and sell them or you wanted to build them, keep them and rent them, I think North Platte has a huge untapped potential for that.
3: I agree with that. I feel like also those are a good option for... Your first time home buyers who can't necessarily afford the $350,000, $400,000 homes, you can build these townhomes and make them a little more affordable for somebody who makes a little less and they're just getting started out in life. I also feel like Josh said from a rental perspective, because we don't have a plethora of rentals in this area either. So if somebody has the ability to invest, I think with some of the growth that our town's gonna experience, it's a good idea to do townhomes
1: and f- talk about financing them for a minute
3: so again financing can be a little tricky but we have options that we can do in-house. Um, townhomes can also be financed to the secondary market depending on if it's owner occupied or investment property
1: yeah we're we're really competitive with financing on those types of um, types of properties okay well I'm gonna keep going down the the list of ideas here. Let's talk about getting more kids or more people who are looking for a career change involved in vocational trades. So let's talk about more focus on vocational trades in education, college, and job training. Where How do you see all that fitting into housing?
2: Personally, I think one of the biggest reasons why we may not have a plethora of contractors is not because the demand, obviously, but it's because there isn't the support um, workforce for them to hire the people they need to. So I think if you asked Ryan out at the college about that. He would tell you they're doing everything within their power to expand those. Um, I believe that most of the classes they have are pretty full or not, or if not all the way full. And so I think we've made progress on that, but I definitely think there's additional work to be done to build that workforce, which quite honestly is a great living, they can make very good incomes and do very well for themselves.
1: I want to talk about what employers can do. So if, if we were going to be moving an employee from out of the market today, housing would be a tremendous issue. Great Plains Health, Trigo Dugan Aviation, Union Pacific Railroad, Walmart Distribution Center have all been very public about this issue. And so employers can play a big role in housing. Um, Josh, you want to start on that one?
2: Yeah, obviously a tough question. So after thinking about this problem over the last four or five years of being on the chamber board, I think the the best solution to that issue may be a group effort towards solving it on a larger scale, right? If we went out and tried to source two or three houses for employees that we think we were going to hire possible, but that's got some complications to it. And it ultimately probably doesn't solve the full problem. If we group together through whether it's the chamber or the Devco to kind of try to fix or help this supply issue, I think that will ultimately help solve that problem. Um, that's obviously a big uh, task, and it's something that we've been working on for years now. I mean, Ty was instrumental in the Shot in the Arm program that did a lot of things to move North Platte forward in terms of where we were four or five years ago. But we still uh, have a long way to go. So I don't know, Ty. I would pose that question back to back to
1: you, Ty. As why well.
0: don't you explain the Shot in the Arm program for anybody listening? That
1: yeah, I mean, Shot in seen. the Arm started several years ago, and basically how that was born was us talking to builders, us meaning the Chamber and Development Corporation, and I was um, volunteering some time with that organization at that point in time. And we were just asking builders, well, what would it take to get you to build some new construction that isn't already spoken for, that isn't custom construction? And they you know we heard over and over again, well, if you can provide some grants, then we could we could do that. That was coming out of the recession, the Great Recession, and we were really trying to restart a dead industry. What shifted now is that's not enough because now they're busy. They have other work. And so the Shot in the Arm grants can certainly play a role as one ingredient in a recipe of a project, but there's no way that it's going to get somebody to either start a construction company or to build a house. So today it takes a full collaboration. And, And I think where we're at as a community is the employers have been supporting housing. Many of our large employers donated to the Shot in the Arm program. But I think, like Josh said, now they're going to have to come together and they're going to have to help employees buy homes with some, like there's down payment programs and different things. But also, they're going to have to help contractors. I mean, our employers in town are going to have to come together and probably develop lots and have lots available. Uh, They're probably going to have to consider doing some um, price guarantees or some some fee-based building with, with reputable builders. And frankly, employers in this community are probably going to have to step in and just play a lot bigger role in financial responsibility to help solve the problem until the market starts to ultimately correct itself. Um, Tanya, do you see situations where employers get involved with somebody who's trying to buy a house where you're working with a lot more of the purchasers?
3: Well, currently in North Platte, the hospital has a grant program available to some of their employees. Um I'm not real familiar with all the guidelines, but it's I believe it's for nursing new nurses moving in like and and it depends on I believe the last one we did, the actual grant was $10,000 towards down payment and closing costs. So they have that available, and it's probably a good thing, you know, maybe for some of the other larger employers to maybe think about that.
1: Yeah, and, and the Federal Home Loan Bank um, has had some grant programs over the years, and, and we're able to work with those programs, right?
3: Correct. The Federal Home Loan Bank's grant program, those funds become available March 7th. This year, you can qualify up to $7,500. Um, you have to be a first-time home buyer meaning you haven't owned a home in the last three years. Last year's grant was, the maximum was $5,000. they have upped it to 7500 because affordability has changed over the last 12 months, too. It's harder. And homes are more expensive. Rates have gone up a little bit. Um, so that subsidy has gone up along with it. And so it's it that's a really good program. And that those funds are available until they run out. And I can't remember what the total amount is that's available, but.
1: Well, and speaking of interest rates, I want to put you guys on the spot here a little bit. There's one reason we have a lot of demand for housing is that people are worried about rates and are trying to either buy or build so they can lock in their rates. What are interest rates going to do? I mean, what do you guys think? Should people be concerned about getting that house built because of interest rates changing?
3: I think we're going to see an increase in rates over the next year. I don't think they're going to go crazy.
1: Well, when Jackie and I moved from Florida to Boise... And this was in the late '90s. We were there a couple of years, so somewhere around 2000, 2001, I think our first home mortgage had an 8.75 percent rate. You probably wrote a lot of those vicious mortgages back in those <laughs> days, didn't you, Tanya?
3: Yeah. <laughs> but we thought that was a good rate. What was the <laughs>
1: highest? What's the highest mortgage rate of a loan you've initiated?
3: I probably in the sevens is the yeah. highest I really remember. And for the life of me, I never thought I would see two percent on a 15-year mortgage, which we did this last year. So. <laughs>
2: Well, quite honestly, if that would happen and rates would be in the, you know, call it fives, that's going to cool the inter- or the real estate market. There's people now in North Platte who will want to upgrade. But once you do the math on going from your 2.5% mortgage to your 5.5% mortgage, there's a lot of people that are going to say, I'm happy right where I'm at. Absolutely. So that, yeah. that will help. And
1: I think that's part of the reason there's so much demand out there right now. And that poses that challenge communities have is... Do you work hard to have a lot of housing stock and then what if rates jump up and things kind of cool off? So that's that's the challenge. That's the challenge. What do you guys think a city should be doing or a community outside of the things we've talked about? You know, what should the city of North Platte be doing about this
2: problem? I think what whatever we can do as a city to make the development process easier for companies that are looking to coming into North Platte, we need to do that. Um, you know, whether that's helping them with infrastructure development or the um, tools available to decrease the investment that they have to make to put in infrastructure for North Platte, um, that's going to be important to attract those companies that can come put, you know, 40, 50, 60 houses up a year that could potentially solve the problem. So I think we have made a lot of progress on that over the last couple of years, but I think there's still things that we can do to make that easier.
1: Now, Tanya, you're a commuter, Right. Correct. You live in uh, in the wonderful city of Paxton, which I think has the greatest nightlife per capita arrangement of any, <laughs> of any community on the face of the earth. Um, but what's going on over there, and how do you see the smaller communities, and do you see them doing anything that we're missing out on in North Platte?
3: Well, so I, in Paxton currently, they've got a new area of town that they've they're beginning to build new homes, trying to draw more <coughs> people into the community, which. So the people that are upgrading into that area, it's it's freeing up homes in Paxton that are more of an aging home, probably a better price point for a first time home buyer. And I think you're going to see some of the first time home buyers are younger home buyers, maybe looking into the smaller communities because it's going to be a little less expensive. Uh, Affordability becomes a problem when rates start going up and the prices of homes go up. The problem with that, though, is you've got an aging home that requires some updates and maybe they don't have the money for that. So I feel like if you look at the communities around North Platte, a lot of them are trying to develop new areas of town to draw more people in. And with the pandemic and the more people have kind of either... Come around to hybrid positions where they can work from home part-time or have gone full remote you know not living right in north platte might not be the biggest deal for them they can live in a community half hour away and not have to worry about the expenses of getting back and forth to work yeah
1: that makes sense and i think people are going to be dialed back into renovations so if you go back to that time period where i bought my first house Well, that's when Home Depot and Lowe's and Menards and all those were just starting to boom because, again, interest rates were high, housing supply was very low, and so even people like me that have very – Construction skills <laughs> had to learn some things. Um, I mean, you've had to learn some things. Yeah. You've done a little bit of renovation. Work yeah, in your like, life. yeah.
2: YouTube is great.
1: Yeah, <laughs> YouTube's a great, uh, a great tool. But yeah, I mean, this housing thing is not going to get solved overnight. This is a big, complex problem. In my opinion, it's probably the biggest impediment to growth uh, in our community and in a lot of communities. And I would tell you, one of the number one missions of our bank is to help people buy their homes. It's oftentimes the most valuable asset they have. It's oftentimes the biggest financial decision they make. And we come to work every day knowing that. Um, And so before we trivia you guys up, by the way, you're getting (laughs) triviaed today. Um, Talk a little bit about our banks, how we see home lending and and what our commitment is to it. And then we can go to trivia.
3: Well, so our commitment to home lending I think it's a broad spectrum because we can do anything from the first-time homebuyer up to somebody who might be buying their fifth home and has all kinds of experience and understands the process. We try really hard to make sure no matter what your experience is in that that the process is easy for you and that you're going to want to come back because we treated you well throughout.
2: <laughs> yeah, Tonya's team is great at that. And I uh, to add on to what she said, I think we try to treat each customer as it's the biggest thing that's happening in their life. So for Tanya, it might be the fourth mortgage she's done that day or the mortgage application she's done that day. But we're we're trying to have conversations with those people because we understand how important and how big of a deal it is to them. And we want them to feel comfortable. We want them to get an answer as fast as, as we can and really have it be a great experience when a lot of times they're afraid of what they don't know.
3: Yeah, they don't do this every day. So it is intimidating to some people and we just try to make it easy for them.
1: Well, I remember I was even working in banking, and my first mortgage zone was an intimidating intimidating process. Um, fortunately, we have Tanya here in North Platte, and, and she helps in our other locations as well. And then we also have Holly Trigo and Rebecca Smith, who are very, very experienced um, uh, people and very easy to get along with. So we're fortunate to have a good team. Trivia time?
0: Trivia time. Okay, so today's trivia questions I found online through a quick Google search. So it's random trivia from www.randomtriviagenerator.com. <laughs> this
3: should be good. Okay, and so
1: I assume are they they're playing to donate a hundred dollars to the charity of their choice, correct? Exactly, because that's how it works in our podcast.
0: Yeah. So you, I didn't do like any options, no ABC options today. So you're going to have to just can come we up converse with the answer, and then go find, but an you answer? could work together. Okay. Um, we got to get um, three out of five. Three out of five. Correct. Okay. Well, good luck. First question. <laughs> What is a group of fish referred to as? A school. Final answer? Correct. Good, good job, job.
1: Is it sad that I was thinking about that for a few <laughs> minutes? I'm like, Come on, that's, that sounds familiar.
0: Well,
3: I wasn't positive, so I said that like a question. A school. No, you're correct. Good job.
0: Okay, the first, this one's going to be a little bit trickier. The first vending machines in the United States dispensed what? Cigarettes. That would be a good guess.
2: I don't have a better guess than that.
0: You were going to say cigarettes. That one is incorrect. Ooh, that's gum. a gum. Oh, I think really? cigarettes that was a, good was guess, a pretty though. good guess. <laughs> that was a good guess, honestly.
1: We might have to fact check your answer there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Go to randomtriviagenerator.com. Okay, what do runners pass to each other in a relay race? A baton. But, yes, baton. Correct. Good job. Okay, you're still in this. <laughs> Two and one. Okay, what did the crocodile swallow in Peter Pan?
1: I mean, come on, Josh, your house isn't an like animated movie. If this was Elsa or,
2: or Sing, I'd have the answer. Is it a bird?
3: I should know this, but I don't have an answer. Do you know the answer, Ty?
1: Would you repeat the question?
0: What did the crocodile swallow in Peter Pan? The pirate. I got to see it. Chantel, do you know the answer on the board? Oh, it's Hook. Chantel. Oh, she cheated. She showed a hand <laughs> signal. <laughs> I missed it. I
2: just remember the end. Yeah, it's totally Hook.
0: It's Captain Hook's hand. Yeah. Yep. And okay. then uh, along the way, he also swallowed Hook's TikTok clock. Oh, yeah. So then he, that's how he, yeah. Anyway.
2: Okay.
1: So you, you guys are one. two and two. So this two is two. for the win.
0: Okay. What is the closest star to earth? The sun. It is the sun. A little bit of a <laughs> different <laughs> question, but you got, I was nervous for you there for a minute. <laughs>
2: Hey, you guys are pretty smart.
1: Okay, <laughs> You win. Yeah, nice. you win. Congratulations. Right. So now you guys need to select a charity that um, that you would like to donate the $100 to in your name. You can pick.
3: You're going to let me. Okay. Yeah. My pick would be Positive Partners. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah,
1: fantastic. We love that organization, and uh, and they do such a great and important job in our community. So we get to mail $100 in you guys' name to Positive Partners. Good job. Awesome. Thank you.
3: Thanks for letting me pick, Josh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully 12 months from now, I'm not still talking about <laughs> my homelessness. Uh, so, yeah.
1: And the challenge, <laughs> the challenge you're facing out there is real. Our customers and the people in the community, they're dealing with the same thing. So it's nice to talk about it with you guys today.
0: Well, that's a wrap for today. Learn more about our podcast at nebrasklandbank.com slash podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, subscribe, leave us a review, and find us on Facebook. Thanks for listening. Community-minded. Every voice, every topic, every time. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender.